You are on Max's Island, a podcast by Meet Max Power. On Max's Island podcast, you'll hear the lived experiences of people who choose to live life a little differently. It might be a story of when they took time out and dared to do something crazy. Perhaps they made a decision to leave it all behind and follow their dreams. Or maybe they just stopped listening to what other people thought and did what was right for them. This experience becomes a story that is part of them and one that you need to hear. So, now that you're on Max's Island, listen to the wisdom in these stories and you too will be inspired to do what you have always wanted to do. This episode is the second part of Daryl Brown's story. Part one was his journey to write the book, Raised by Our Childhood Voices, all about how to be a great dad. In this episode, we learn how this book has changed the lives of many men around the world. I really enjoyed this part of Daryl's story. I hope you do too. So that leads us to since the book has been released, and when what when was it released? Father's Day 2015. 2015. So it's been in the market for a little while. Mm. You've had the opportunity to no doubt speak at many um, opportunity or many situations. Those opportunities to speak. How has it been received, and what's in, most importantly the feedback you get from individual people after they've either read the book or read it and then gone away and then come back sometime later and gone, wow, this has really had an impact on my life. Okay, well, let me just backtrack just one and say one thing before I answer that question. That is this. Um, I decided that I wanted to get my book to be number one on Amazon. Okay. So I had a good business coach and a strategy. And the reason I wanted to do that is is, is because I, I thought if I could get it to number one, that's my calling card to get my message out there to the world. You know, that gives me some credibility and some credentials. So I could share this message that I was passionate about, about being a dad. And <coughs> what was interesting was is that when I finished the manuscript, I, this is what I did. I, I identified who were the parenting experts around the world. I just Googled them to see who was ranking highest. I then sent my manuscript to their office and all I said was, hey, I'm a new dad, I've written this, I'm going to launch this book, this is the manuscript, can you give me some feedback? And that was it. About three months, three or four months went by and then I started to get these emails. First email I got was from Maggie Dent, who was Australia's you know, icon, and she wrote this wonderful testimonial for my book. Because... Jules and I, I'd come back from the library and show my wife these chapters and she'd look at them and she'd read them. I'd go, what do you think? She goes, this is really good. And I said, do you think so? She goes, yeah, this is great. And I thought, well, she's my wife and she loves me, so she's going to say, say that. So I had never really tested the market. Um, and then so Maggie then sent me this beautiful testimony and I said to Jules, hey, have a read of this, you know, like it was amazing. And then, you know, um, Shabila Tazbari, who I've seen on Oprah, she... She wrote me a testimonial and then she wrote me a second testimonial and then I got, you know, there was, I just started getting flooded with testimonials from all over the world and it was really humbling for me. I mean, I remember reading them and just crying, thinking, 
I'm not worthy <laughs> of this, you know. Um, but it kind of said to me, hey, look, I'm onto something. And then my kind of marketing brain switched in with my business coach and we decided, because I work in the media, I knew one thing. I knew that if I said, let's launch the book on Father's Day in Australia because I knew that the media looked for stories around Father's Day. So I was able to get on the Channel on Today program. I did a live cross. I was on Today Tonight. I was on 6PR. I got an article in the West Australian and I got an article in the Australian newspaper. I got a half page in the middle of the Australian newspaper with a, f with a photograph. And, I dis and what we did is we networked with all these um, parenting experts around the world and we did this 48 hour release where we, could, where we sold a Kindle version of the book for $2 uh, as, a, as a release and I networked with them. And we did all this on this at the one time uh, the, it spiked on Amazon. Uh, it went to number one and it stayed there for eight days. I recorded it. And I, so I got the credit of being an Amazon number one bestseller. Um, so that was the plan. <coughs> that was my goal. That was my conversation with the universe and that's, and that's what happened. So that gave you the opportunity, the speaking opportunities then, obviously? Well, it gave me a bit of, lot more credibility, lot more obviously. Um, and so the question you asked me, Tony, again was... Was it around about the impact that you created on people in the audiences and, and what sort of feedback did you get and, and was that instantaneous for people or did you get people that you know, read the book and went away and came back sometime later and go, wow, this has had an impact on my life? So a couple of things happened. One, one thing I realised pretty soon is that um, I started giving free talks on fatherhood and I'd give talks at libraries, community centres, I was invited to speak and I was paid to speak. I had a mixture of things. And a lot of the times I would go to speak somewhere, there'd be about, say, 30 or 40 people in the room and 30 of, 35 of them would be women and there'd be five dads there. So when you speak about fatherhood and, and parenting, it's it, at that time, it was very much um, the audience who showed up were women. A lot of the feedback I got at the end of the talk was this, I wish my husband was here to hear you talk. I wish my husband understood the things that you were saying and how important they are. I wish my husband would read this book. That, I got a lot of feedback from that. It's a difficult audience trying to talk to men about fatherhood. Um, that's changing, but um, that's the reality. Now, a lot of the women, a lot of women would come and buy three copies of my book. She said, this one's for my dad, this one's for my husband, and this one's for my brother. And that, so the women were, selling, were the buying my books and giving them to the men. So look, however it gets through, right? However the message gets through. Now, here's the, th the three most common responses I got from men was this. First thing they'd say is, it's the first book I've read since I left school. A lot of men aren't great readers, and I'm not talking about sporting magazines, I'm just talking about, you know, books in general, um, particularly books around anything to do with parenting or um, factual books. Um, so a lot of blokes would say, you know, it's the first book I've read since school. The second thing they'd say, it's the first book I've read and finished. And the third thing they used to say to me is, is your book changed my life. And when someone says that to you, like if, you, if one man says that to me, then it was worth the journey. I remember, um, I remember I was filming, doing some filming for the NBN rollout for, for Telstra. And I was in their head office doing some filming. 
This guy comes up to me, he goes, you're Daryl Brown. You know you're famous when someone comes up to you and, and, says, and says your full name, right? <laughs> Not that I'm famous, of course, but I'm joking. But anyway, he says, oh, you're Daryl Brown. I said, yeah. He goes, he goes you, you're the guy that wrote that book, Raised by Our Childhood Voices. Um, and I said, yeah. He said, I want to tell you something. He said, I read your book. And he said, it changed my life. He said, I showed it to my wife. I said, read this book. I said, this is the dad that I'm going to be. He said, I gave your book to a mate of mine whose life was falling apart, who was estranged from his kids. And he said, it changed his life. And, and he said that and I got, um, you can see how emotional I am about that now. To... To know that I, impact, I had an impact and that I could change lives. Well, I'd never really thought of it like that. You know, all I thought is I'm just going to share some stories. But I've heard, I've, I have heard that from quite a, few, quite a few men who have said, you know, this has really helped my relationship with my boys or I'm a better husband or whatever, you know. Yes. So it's a, it's and, a and, and by definition, what we've said about guys and keeping a lot of stuff to ourselves, if, if there's a, a, a number of people that have come back to you then by definition there are probably literally thousands and thousands of people who have had the same impact yeah but haven't come back to you and told you that because you know they they has changed their lives and and um yeah. you know they're they're better for it but they may not have necessarily come back and admitted that their life had changed and so the impact is probably well i'm sure is far greater than yeah. than just those um anecdotal yeah um, people that have come back to you. Yeah, well, that kind of set me off on a different journey. Right. So, so, so one thing I I worked out pretty quickly is that you can't talk about fatherhood without talking about men, men's health, and, mas and the cultural masculinity. And that's that's really the 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 next that was the next journey of of what happened. So then, from there, I started being invited to talk to men's groups, and and I got into men's work. So what's happened from then is um, now I'm a leader in what's called Rights Together, which is a Rights of Passage weekend uh, that we run twice a year for fathers and sons. Uh, we run those camps in April and October. The other thing is I've now, I now have a men's group that I belong to that we meet every second Tuesday for blokes who just want to share and, and talk through their pain or their guilt or their addictions or their shame or whatever it is. So I, I help facilitate uh, men's groups. I also run a co-gender circle every second Wednesday for men and women who want to sit in circle. And this came about from the changes that women were seeing in their men and their husbands and their partners. And they were saying, what is it that you guys are doing that's creating this kind of cultural change in men? Why is my husband why is he so different now? Why is he so approachable? Why is he opening up to me where he never did before? And the other thing that I do is I help lead um, men's initiation weekends into manhood. And these are these are a three-day, pretty deep dive into all the shit and the crap and the pain. And and these these are weekends that are growing that are in demand. Um, and when I say I lead, it's I'm part of. A, a big group who staff these weekends and, I, and, I'll, and this is something that you'll never find anywhere else so when I say a group of men who staff if we've got 20 men coming through the weekend we have 40 men staff is that right 40 men staff and and listen to this every single one of those men including me 
not only are we volunteers, we don't get paid, but not only that, we pay for the privilege of serving those men. So even for us, we have to pay for the weekend. That covers our food and accommodation. And, and because we do that, it allows the, the cost, the entry cost for these men, who a lot of the times are not doing too well, and we, kind of, we can sort of co-sponsor some of these men to do the weekend. And people say, well, why do you need 40 men? Well, here's, here's why. Without saying too much about the weekend, we basically lock down the weekend. These men come through what we call customs, and when everything's, and we go, we look through their suitcases. So we take away swatches and screens and and cigarettes and alcohol and drugs and anything. You know, I mean, this is a completely free weekend. This is a weekend where there there are no distractions. I mean, this is a journey of introspection. When we invite these men, we say you bring your anger and your pain and your shame and you get like you bring it all now when you invite 20 men into a room and tell them to bring their anger well it gets pretty hot in the kitchen you you got 20 men bringing their anger you need 40 men to be able to hold that anger you need to be able to hold the space in that room strong men it's not that men don't need their anger they absolutely need their anger it's just a lot of it's misdirected mm. Daryl that's fascinating and can you give us a a plug now we're just getting toward the end of the podcast so I want to make sure that we don't miss the opportunity for you to, to give a plug for that sure um, those those uh, weekends those workshops those um, great opportunities for, for men to interact yep. and also just tell our listeners a little bit more about what you think the future is going to be around um, men coming together and men understanding their masculinity and um, how more effectively to bring that into the household. Yeah, okay, well, that's a whole podcast right there, Tony. Yeah. It's, a big, it's a big question. I'll try and answer it quickly. Um, you can see culturally things are changing. I mean, you know, I've spoken about this before, the, you know, the whole Me Too movement and everything, you know. The, the narrative is changing. The reason is, is because, here's the thing, and Esther Perel, if you, if you, haven't, if you don't know who Esther Perel is, she's the number one expert in the world today on relationships. She is bang on here's the thing see 40 years ago women had a conversation and they asked themselves some questions and what they asked is this they said uh, what do we want what do we need what do we deserve and how are we going to get it okay that question started 40 years ago and women now are living the outcome of asking themselves some pretty important questions you know you the amount of women who are who are leaving university with degrees is now more than... So boys are on the decline, there's a boy crisis. Women are on the up curve. Women are educating themselves, they've asked, they know what they want, they're going for it, they're, they're, they're confident, they're businesswomen, they're, they want to be good mothers, they want to have be good partners, um, and, and they've got their own challenges which we could speak about. But basically they ask themselves a conversation and we're living the outcome of that now. Men for the last 40 years didn't ask themselves any questions. And they got caught out. And the Me Too movement has proven that the narrative has to change. So it's a good thing for men because men are now being forced to, to change and, and rather than thinking that they're the dominant um, patriarchs, they need to there was the one thing the one archetype that men 
got completely smashed was the lover archetype. The, the, the lover archetype, was the, which is the ability for empathy, for self-care. You know, the number one reason for men dying 19 to 35 is suicide, depression. Loneliness is the biggest killer of men. Why is that? Because men don't reach out. So the, the rise of women is forcing men to, to go on a different journey. We know we can be powerful and dominant. We can be the warriors. We're pretty good at making a buck. We're terrible at, at relationships, have empathy, reaching out to our kids, being better husbands. And you can see that shift happening with younger guys. You know, they're having a more holistic look at their life. That's the way forward, and that's a big conversation. Well, you've just given me the great opportunity to say we will have you back to continue that conversation because you're right, it is worthy of another podcast. And so, look... I want to thank you so much for being on Max's Island. This has been uh, a fantastic opportunity for me to really genuinely connect with you. And I talked about feelings that you need to get out of a book and the emotion. You know, I got that for the last 35 minutes sitting in front of you and talking to you. And uh, I hope our listeners have got the same degree of passion and feeling. So no doubt, Daryl, I will get you back for another podcast. So thanks very much for being on Max's Island. Thanks, Tony. And the last thing I'll say is if people do want to find my book or about the courses, so my book's called Raised by Our Childhood Voices. You can order it off my website, which is just darylbrown.com.au. That's D-A-R-R-E-L-L. And if you want to find out more about those courses, they're not on my website, but you can just email me, admin at darylbrown.com. Say, hey, I heard you on a podcast. I'd really like my husband, boyfriend, son, father to find out more about those courses, those men's initiation weekend or the father and son stuff. Or can I just have a chat to you about something? Um, or, if, or if you just want to buy a copy of my book, you can get it from there. So thanks for having me, Tony. It's been a pleasure. Great. Thanks, Daryl.
Every sense was engaged, his mind was as clear as the sky. Completely alone, no emails or phone and nothing, nothing he needed to do. Yeah.